Congratulations. It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years at a breakfast club. Doing your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with you. You had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow. 10 years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all. The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20 years. Congratulations. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela. Whoa, good morning, DJ Envy. Solomon the Peace to the planet. It's Monday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. First of all. Well, whatever. It's the first day of the week. Same difference. I guess it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Definitely Tuesday. Yes, today is Tuesday. It was off yesterday. Envy, you gotta do something with your phone. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you, you definitely sound like you're underwater. Before you join the big stepper party, right. you gotta uh I'm gonna do something about your phone. That's mm-hmm. right. Well I wanna uh, good 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 too. Well it, it's Tuesday. Yes, and shout out to somebody on Twitter this morning. They said they wanted a shout out. He said, uh his name is Mr. Ripper. Can I get some love for today? I started a new job after searching for months. So congratulations to you. That has to be really exciting. Congratulations to him. Angela, you in the studio? Yes, I am. You guys should start coming oh. in. Uh, we've been coming in. I overslept this morning because yesterday I had uh, I drank, I drank two glasses of wine. I had 10 milligrams of an edible, and I overslept this morning. But uh, we've been coming in. You haven't been coming <laughs> in. How you coming in after you've been traveling all weekend? Ain't you been in Austin, Texas all weekend? Yeah, fortunately for us, though, I w- this was like my little birthday celebration. Uh, Dave Chappelle has these shows that he does in Austin, him and Joe Rogan. And then Dave has his own Dave Chappelle and Friends. And so I decided to do some birthday activities out there. But you're in a bubble. You get tested twice a day, not just once, but twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And then you're not allowed to interact with other people outside the bubble who haven't been tested. You hear me now? Yeah, but you still mm-hmm. you still had to fly back and walk through the airport and all that other good stuff. Yeah, but y'all not here. But I had my mask That's on bad. the whole time, Dramo, washing my hands. Ramos is there. Eddie is there. That is Eddie, very Dan, that is very irresponsible. Taylor. Listen, that's why I'm, that's why they come in today. I just want to say, y'all, what? when you come in here, you got to park the car in the lot, right? You do interact. You're making with people. no sense right now. You're being very irresponsible. Envy, why didn't you come in today? Because uh, I was out over the weekend, so uh, I quarantined for five to seven days, and uh, at the fifth day, I take a test, and then once my test comes back negative, then I come back to work. That's the reason I didn't come you to wasn't, work. You, you wasn't just out, though. You was in the, in the COVID hotspot. Yeah, I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta uh, right. DJing, working. I had to shout out to everybody at BQE, one of my favorite restaurants. I was there first, and then after, I went over to Sweet. Shout out to Tori. Had an amazing time in Atlanta, came back, and then I got a quarantine, so... I'm stuck here quarantined for the next couple of days. Wednesday, I'll retake a test. And then if it's negative, then come back to work. Positive, you ain't got to quarantine a little longer. Mm-hmm. Well, well listen, y'all, awesome. today's a big safe. day. Tomorrow is inauguration. We're going to talk all about that in front page news. And today, personally, is a big day for me. Shout out to Private Label. My store opening in Detroit today is the grand opening. So if you are in that area, you need some hair, some hair products, Private Label, Detroit is now open for business today. Okay, right. big stepper. 
Sasquatch yes. feet, Wendy William boots. Shout out to everybody that watches The Bachelor, too, man. My goodness, The Bachelor's amazing. I know you guys don't watch it, but every Monday night, woo! It is I don't amazing. I like how you tried it. I don't even like how you tried to say that gangster just now. Shout I out to everybody gangster. out there watching The Bachelor. The Bachelor be popping, though. I ain't going front. But let's get in front page news. What are we talking about? Well, of course, we'll be talking about what's going to be happening tomorrow at inauguration. There's some FBI intel reports. We'll tell you what those warnings look like. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in sports, the Packers beat the Rams 32-18, Bills beat the Ravens 17-3, the Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17, and Tampa Bay beat New Orleans 30-20. Now what else are we talking about? Well, let's talk about this FBI intel report. They're warning that QAnon followers could be dis- uh, posing as the National Guard at inauguration. So the intelligence report was obtained by the Washington Post. They said some of the people that they've been watching were present at the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, and they have indicated they plan to go to D.C. for inauguration. They also said that people have been downloading and sharing maps of locations in the district, and they want to figure out how they can... Uh, interfere in security so we got to watch out for that and they ha- have been vetting these people every single one of them has to get vetted so oh please fbi intel where was all that intel on one six you know what i'm saying it's easy to say that now after the fact yes 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 it might be violence tomorrow or threats of violence what makes you think that well based on what happened on january 6th also if it's that much of a threat why have it at all they just need to be sworn in no need to do the whole ceremony if it's going to pose that great of a threat Mm-hmm. And there's 25,000 members of the National Guard that they have to vet. They said that, I mean, I would hope they'd be vetting them anyway, so this shouldn't be new news, right? It sounds like this Man, year they should be doing it virtually. This year, let's just do it virtually. Like, it just sounds like a lot of money, a lot of problems, a lot of things can happen wrong. Let's just do it virtually. Mm-hmm. I mean, Biden ran 75, 80% of his campaign virtually. Might as well get sworn in virtually. All right, now Joe Biden on the first day is planning to unveil legislation to provide a path to citizenship for millions. That would provide a legal path for about an estimated 11 million immigrants. And that measure is one of his top priorities, along with the coronavirus pandemic and rejuvenating the U.S. economy. That's amazing. You know, one thing I didn't see, uh, I didn't see that George Floyd Policing Act getting passed um, immediately. And everything that I read, it was always, you know, it was COVID related and it was the immigrant thing. But what about that George Floyd policing act? Mm -hmm. And also, if you want to watch Joe Biden's cabinet confirmation hearings, you can watch that um, today. So five of his national security cabinet nominees will face Senate panels. And that's the first step of the confirmation process. Got it? All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello. Who's this? What's up, Envy? What's this up, brother? Where you from? All right, get it off man, your chest. I've been listening to you for years, man. I, I, listen, I want to get this off my chest, man. I'm mad at all this censorship, man. You know, I, it, I, I understand Donald Trump need to be censored and all that, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit too much right now. You know what I'm saying? They, they putting people in Facebook deal over just petty stuff. It's just too much right now. And, Charlamagne, you got to know, man, guys coming at your head for all that other stuff you was talking back in the day about the earth and all that. 
<laughs> look on this on YouTube. It's a video called God versus Man, and they going at your head, man. So you got you got to you got to explain to the dude. They pulling up everybody. You going in my head? What 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 God what God what God is upset with me about? God said the earth is flat. And this is a video yeah, on YouTube. They go on that. They, they, I remember. I, re verse. I remember when he tried to convince us the earth was flat. I've never tried yeah, to convince y'all the earth Bible was flat. Verse, look, it's called God I don't, versus I don't, I don't even, They got they pulling out every all, Bible verse. First of all, I'm not a flat earth Negro. I don't believe the earth is flat. So what are you talking about? That's cool because God's saying it is flat. They got Bible right, verses. Have a good one. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. He's he's saying people are mad at me because I'm saying that the earth is round. Yes. But they believe the earth is flat, so God Correct. is mad at me for saying that. Oh, yes. They're okay. coming at your head. Right. And y'all talk to him for how long? Hello, who's this? Angel. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, hey, yo, man. Uh, Sean, you're right. Stop, stop. Saying the bachelor get all gangster like that, man. What's wrong? You with heard you? him. You heard I just, him. I just said the bachelor What's was with the show. But I'm gonna tell you. What, but I'm gonna tell you what. That team mom too. Woo! <laughs> 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 that team mom too go hard, huh? Team mom too. Well, hey, the, I the promo. Talk. The promo do look kind of tough, though. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Jessica, oh, just uh, keep, keep up the good work, Jessica. All right, brother. All right, King. And I'm mad the bachelor didn't get rid of the queen yet, man. She she should have got rid of the queen. I, I'm starting to think the show is fake because you ain't give it to Victoria. If you'd have got rid of Victoria, I'd have believed you a little bit. But let's get it off your chest. I have no idea what you're talking about. 585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Mad or blessed? We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. I'm Nakoya. Hey, get it off your chest, Mama. I just wanted to say good morning to everybody. Good morning to everybody in Thompson, Georgia. Good morning to y'all, and I hope just everybody has a happy Tuesday. I can't believe I'm on the Breakfast Club. This is cool. Oh, thank you. All right, have a great week. Wish you a happy Tuesday too. All right, thank you guys. All righty, Mama. Hello, who's this? Tonyo. Hey, Tonyo, get it off your chest. Man, I sent my grandma 200 bucks. Um, I sent it to my auntie for your cash app. This lady, I'm gave her 20 bucks out of the money I sent her. You just said you sent her 20 dollars though. No, I sent my I sent her 200. 200. You give it to my grandma. Oh, 200. I'm gonna give her oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's grimy. Why was that? Did, did she tell you a reason? How old is your grandma? No, she's like 65. What's the money for? Just to send it to her. Try to send her money like every two weeks. So. Damn. Well, that's nice of you. So now what? Um. Still trying to get see if she can send her money back or what, but she does stuff like this all the time, so it's like I don't know. That's well, well, stop sending the money to her that way, then give it, get it directly to your grandma. Yeah, I, I do other methods too, but this time I was trying to do it that way to trust her, but she's still doing crazy, crazy crap. Oh, stop <laughs> trusting your mama. Damn it, man. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? What up, what up, Trav? Uh, hey, hey, baby, hey, Trav. Hey, what's going on, Charlemagne? Peace, sis. What's happening? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. We'll see you also. You? What up, Trav? Well, I'm actually calling uh, Well, one, ye, I want to give you uh, my condolences uh, for your uncle. Uh, thank you. Uh, my grandmother and my uncle died in the same week, so it was a tough week. Oh, my grandmother. Definitely my um, uh, Trust me. I know how you feel. I know definitely you do. My, I know, Trav, you've been going through it, so I want to, again, send you some love. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, also, Charlamagne, I remember I told you I'm about to start therapy, right? And yes, I definitely know that I need therapy because 
I'm starting to see things I've never seen because you low key out here giving Morris chestnut. Okay, Trav, come on now. Make me y'all can feel good on a Tuesday. I had to double back because you out here looking like like now I, I low key see what you're talking about now after yesterday, you, man. You, low you key saw when I posted that. When I posted that picture yesterday, you didn't know. You couldn't tell the difference. I really had to, like, I was scrolling. I was like, wait, Charlemagne look a little different. And I was like, wait. wait that, that's Charlemagne. I was like, oh, my God, that's Morris Chestnut. That's right. You pinched your little phone and you scrolled in on it just to make sure that's me. No. I was thinking it wasn't. Y'all was thinking, was thinking, was thinking that. I was thinking more Maliki Oberish. She was looking more Maliki Oberish, Charlamagne. That's a lie. Don't That's be hating on Charlamagne this morning, Envy. Now, Chad, when did you did you start therapy yet? Oh, uh, no. I started on um, the second, well, when I get back from Puerto Rico. Oh, I'm, okay. going to Puerto Rico on, I'm going to Puerto Rico on the 28th. Me and my cousins are taking, um, they're actually taking me to Puerto Rico for like a little getaway. Um, trip and I get back on it first and then I actually start on the second. Oh, that's nice. That's okay. amazing. I love it. I go to therapy once a yeah. week, every Friday. I was, I was there this past Friday at 3 o'clock. It's going to be good just for you to vent, man. And you know, when you start, yes, you, you're, going through, you, you're going through grief right now. Once you get that off your chest, watch when you start peeling back all types of other layers about your life. Oh, Lord, Trav. You're not even going to know I, who I you am, are. Man. Even though I had this person on my, on my Instagram, you know, I had posted a TikTok and they, and they told me, um, they messaged me like, uh, uh, shouldn't I be grieving? And I'm like, I don't know what you guys want me to do. Like, I'm supposed to be crying <laughs> on my Instagram oh my or something, God. but right. people are weird. Yes, they but, are. Right, man, go talk out of death. All right. You know. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. Always good to hear from Trav. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. And don't forget, next hour, Michelle Williams. She'll be joining us. You know, from Destiny's Child. She has uh, a new podcast, so we'll be kicking with her next hour. But we got rumors on the way? Yes, and since you said Michelle Williams, let's talk about what she said on social media where she had to tell somebody to stay out of a woman's uterus. We'll tell you what that's about. All right, we'll get into that next. And happy birthday to, it would have been Mac Miller's birthday today. Oh, Mac. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, all right, rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk YFN Lucci. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Regine Carter posted, Hey, guys, Ray wants you all to know he's in good spirits and doing well. Thanks for all the prayers and well wishes. He'll be home soon. That is YFN Lucci. As you know, he has been arrested. They had a warrant for his arrest. He turned himself in. And that is because of something that happened on December 10th when wife and Lucci and three gang members allegedly drove to a rival gang's territory. What they're saying happened is that after they arrived, two people inside the car reportedly began shooting at people in the area. There was an exchange of gunfire. And one of the people in the car, James Adams, was reportedly shot in the head during the shootout and then ejected from the vehicle. Man, that's a tough one. So I guess we will uh, see what happens uh, with wife and Lucci, but for everybody involved in this situation, man, I don't even know what to say about it. Just reporting it. All right, now Kyrie Irving has bought a new home for George Floyd's family, according to Stephen Jackson. He talked about a lot of things that happened and things that people have done for George Floyd's family. Here's what he said. She was just here two days ago. We threw her a big birthday party. She just had a birthday party here. Oh, that's great. And um, some kind of way the baby heard what I was doing for her. 
and came and offered to pay for the party. And uh, I'm just continuing to do what I said I was going to do. You know, I said I was going to be my brother's keeper and take care of his daughter. Uh, a lot of my friends, Kyrie Irving, bought him a house. Ain't Lil Wayne's manager, bought him a Mercedes Benz. Barbara Streisand gave him a stock in Disney. So I think God has definitely blessed her. And right now she's, she's doing the best she's ever done. That's amazing. I'm going to cool the bonds with Kyrie Irving. Absolutely. That's a great deed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but also let's remember that, you know, he wouldn't be able to do that if he wasn't signed to the Brooklyn Nets. So when you're cheering him on for doing that, also encourage him to go back to work and handle his responsibilities because they're holding up their end of the bargain by paying him, which enables him to do stuff like that. So he should hold up his end of the bargain by playing. All right. Well, that was on the rematch podcast. I know y'all watched the Nets game yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. Salute to the good brother Steven Jackson, too. Make sure you listen to the All the Smoke podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network with him and my guy, Matt Barnes. All right, and Carl Anthony Towns has revealed that he has tested positive for COVID-19. He went on social media and said, prior to tonight's game, I received yet another awful call that I tested positive. I will immediately isolate and follow every protocol. I pray every day that this nightmare of a virus will subside, and I beg everyone to continue to take it seriously by taking all of the necessary precautions. As you know, his mother passed away from COVID-19 complications nine months ago, and he has lost six other family members members to the virus yeah yeah i can't even imagine what type of ptsd he going through right now all types of triggers going off for that brother yeah i'm sure he's scared i'm sure he's you know COVID. scared he lost so many family members he doesn't know what to do yeah i could imagine and you can't and you got to be by yourself so it's not even like you can take that on with somebody you know all right, and Vanessa Bryan is opening up about the grief that she's been experiencing. She posted, grief is a messed up cluster of emotions. One day you're in the moment laughing, and the next day you don't feel like being alive. I want to say this for people struggling with grief and heartbreaking loss. Find your reason to live. I know it's hard. I look at my daughters and I try to push through that feeling for them. Death is guaranteed, but living the rest of the day isn't find your reason. Yeah, salute to her. She's right. And I, I don't even like that whole time heals all wounds concept. No, it doesn't. Time, make, time might make it easier to deal with, but not heal. And imagine right now, next week, January 26th, is the one-year anniversary of the helicopter crash where Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant were on their way to a basketball tournament and other passengers also, uh, their lives were taken that day. So that's next week. And she also posted, Dear Media, please be considerate when airing or posting remembrance footage. We ask that you do not air photos of the wreckage, helicopter in the air, or accident scene. We do not want to see it. Damn, I can imagine. Yeah, celebrate the life. You know what I mean? Talk about the life. You don't have to talk about, you know, the, 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 that day. Like, we all know what happened. Celebrate the life of Kobe. Celebrate the life of his, of his daughter, Gigi. Now, Michelle Williams has addressed somebody on social media because people love to tell you what you need to do. Somebody said, Michelle, I love you, but you need some children. You are too bored. Well, Michelle Williams replied, you're an idiot. And then that person said, wow, that was uncalled for. Thank you. And she responded, no, what's uncalled for is you telling a woman that she needs to have children. What if that woman can't have children? What if that woman doesn't want children? Watch your mouth and fingers. Don't you ever let that come out of your mouth or your fingers on a comment section again to nobody. And then she said, I would have ignored, but too many people need to stay out of a woman's uterus. Now scram and be blessed. I mean, she's right. That's one of those things you learn as you get older, that, that, that asking that to a woman is not appropriate for all the reasons that Michelle just mentioned. Not even, not even women in your own family, by the way. Now it's a conversation that can happen organically sometimes, but just don't be going around asking because it's none of your damn business. Just never know. Yeah, you're right. And it's interesting. I, I, um, I just interviewed Megan Good, and she had spoken about how she froze her eggs, and then we started talking about having kids. But I only felt like it was appropriate because she was very open about freezing her eggs and 
delaying having kids until a certain time period. So she said she likes to be open about that because she feels like with the different options, she wants people to know what it is that she's going through. Well, that's what I mean when I say it's a conversation that can happen organically sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it comes up because of stuff like that. Like, I got mad homegirls who, who froze their eggs, but yep. that's just not something you just go around asking people. Me too. And, that's, and you know, for all my, my female friends, Gia has been telling them for, for the last 10 years, freeze your eggs just in case. You just don't want to get to the age and change your mind and say, now I want children and now there's nothing you can do. So freeze your eggs. And that way, when that time comes, you can make your own decision. All right. And Dwayne Johnson has shared the first teaser for his biographical sitcom, Young Rock. That show comes out on February 16th. Here's what it sounds like. Every hero has an origin story, but not a full mustache at age 15. It's The Rock's true life story. What's your name again? Tomas. Why'd you say your name was Tomas? Because it sounds way cooler than Dwayne. From then to now. Things change just like that. When you dream big, the sky's the limit. I'll have your finest tequila. No. Fine, I'll have a vodka martini. No. Young Rock, February 16th on NBC. Okay. I'm just convinced there's got to be more than one rock, bro. Like, uh, it, it's just got to be. Because The Rock does everything. <laughs> like, what is, what is The Rock not involved in? He's hosting stuff. He's popping up in movies. He's got his own TV shows. Like, he's all over social media. There's got to be more than one rock. He's, he's found enough money to where he can clone himself. I'm telling Stop you. Stop it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, we got front page news next. Yes, and you know, Donald Trump, his last day in the office is today, so we'll tell you who he's, allegedly, they said he's going to pardon, and let's talk Melania Trump and her farewell speech. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in NFL football, the Packers beat the Rams 32-18. The Bills beat the Ravens 17-3. The Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17. I don't know if you've seen that game, Charlemagne, But uh, Mahomes looked like he got a, a concussion at the end of the game. Did they, did they label him a concussion? Do we know? Yeah, he, he got a concussion in the third quarter. That's why he didn't return. But now, is he playing next week? Because usually protocol is you have to stay a week out and can't play. Uh, usually, I, you got to miss I, a game. I, 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 I'm pretty sure he will be uh, suited up for the AFC Championship game. On Sunday. Right. <laughs> I'm almost positive Patrick Mahomes would be playing uh, Sunday. I'm too. I just thought they had a protocol that he couldn't, but I don't know. But And the Buccaneers beat the Saints 30-20. Now, what else we have? Well, Donald Trump, according to reports, he is going to issue 100 pardons and commutations on his final full day in the office. So I guess that would be today because tomorrow's inauguration. Now, one source was quoted as saying everything is a transaction. He likes pardons because it's unilateral and he likes doing favors to people he think will owe him. And there were also reports that they were taking money. Giuliani was taking money in order to actually uh, give people pardons. We don't know that that's true. He's denied it. Not a bad hustle. Not a bad hustle. How much How much will a pardon go for? I'd say a million at the least. Absolutely. Right? Well, John, I don't know at how to pronounce his last name. Kiriaku, he's a former CIA officer convicted of illegally disclosing classified information. Um, they said that, according to reports, they said that Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, could help him secure a pardon for $2 million. Ooh, not a bad hustle. And uh, Giuliani is saying that's not true, just to be clear. All right, now let's talk about Melania Trump. She did give her farewell speech. Here's a part of it. The promise of this nation belongs to all of us. Do not lose sight of your integrity and values. Use every opportunity to show consideration for another person. In all circumstances, 
I ask every American to be an ambassador of Be Best, to focus on what unites us, to raise above what divides us, to always choose love over hatred, peace over violence, and others before yourself. Yeah, I haven't cared about anything Melania uh, <laughs> has said in the past four years, so I don't care now. So, so back to these pardons, right? I don't expect Trump to go quietly. Like, we all knew none of this was going to end normally, but it's hard for me to believe that January 6th was going to be the last trick he pulled out of his toupee. I expect for him to do the most today and possibly tomorrow morning because he still got power until noon tomorrow. So I'm thinking the, tomorrow is when he's going to, like, do all these pardons and stuff because he's going to mm. do what he has to do in order to take the spotlight from the inauguration. All right, and one last thing about Melania Trump. They're saying she's the first modern she's the first modern first lady not to invite the woman who will replace her to the White House for a walkthrough. You know, normally as they're as everything's happening, usually the first lady <laughs> will bring in the next first lady. They give a tour. It was really big when it happened with Michelle Obama. She got to see the rooms for their daughters and pick that. And it's a nice thing. Melania's been like she's been here before. She's been all through yeah, up and down the White House. We ain't, we ain't doing that. And in and, and Melania's defense, she don't know where nothing at. Okay, she probably stayed in one room <laughs> hiding from Trump. She wasn't all up and through that White House. She didn't even plant a garden. Didn't Michelle Obama had a garden? What did Melania do in the White House the whole time? They didn't have a dog, right? There was no did dog. Did she have a no. hobby? I thought they did That's have a saying. dog. I'm not sure. I don't think they had a dog. On. Michelle had gardens and stuff. Like, it, Melania don't know what nothing that. She ain't did nothing to that house in four years. <laughs> All right. And the U.S. Uh, COVID-19 numbers, cases have declined 11% this week. But it's also after a huge spike. And so they, we did hit a peak last week. So now we're down 11% this week. But experts are saying it's too soon to be overly optimistic. So please don't get too excited and think that you have to let your guard down now and, you, and we've made it. That's not true at all. And I saw... So what caused the decrease? Well, we had a peak last week. Is it so the if vaccine? You think, if you think about it, there's a peak last week. And so that's the highest that we've been. So, you know, maybe things are just... So it's not out. really a decline. It's just that there was a peak. So now things yeah. are just... It's a week by week. Back to bad. <laughs> it was back to bad. It was bad, but then it was worse with the peak. Now it's just back to bad. And it's still mm -hmm. too early in the vaccine rollout to see the effects on a national scale. It's pretty early still. So, again, don't let your guard down. And I know uh, we were talking about this in Norway. Some of the people that uh, frail and elderly patients were vaccinated against COVID-19. And now they are investigating the deaths of 23 elderly patients who had received the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, looking into the possibility that adverse reactions to the shot may have contributed to that outcome in some frail patients. Yeah, that's terrible advertising at a time like this when mm -hmm. you already got a, people, a bunch of people skeptical about the vaccine. Mm -hmm. That's horrible marketing. They might should have kept that one quiet. No, they can't keep it quiet, you know? Yes, they can. They can keep whatever they want to keep in the news quiet. Well, if there's if something that has to do with frail and elderly patients and this vaccine, you want to make sure that people are aware. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm taking my parents this weekend to go take the vaccine. Even after just hearing that story? Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of other people that taken this vaccine and that didn't happen to. I mean, we don't know the you know what happened, what vaccine they took, how it reacted to them, or what it was. But yeah, like I said, I haven't seen my parents it. in a long time, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take them this week. As soon as my COVID test comes back negative, I'm, I'm gonna take them. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back from Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams will be joining us. She's we'll not just from Destiny's Child, though. I mean, she uh, is an entrepreneur. She owns her own WNBA team. You know what I mean? She has a lot of right. different hustles going on. She's she got a, a podcast, Checking In. They got a book coming out called Checking In. 
You know, Michelle doing her thing out here. And we're going to kick it with her next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake, wake up. Wake up. It's the Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line today. That's right. Gospel singer, actress, entrepreneur. That's right. We have Michelle Williams. Now Welcome. podcast host. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to be here with you guys on The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, who would have thought? Because 20 years ago, I don't know. You didn't, like at, him, you didn't like him too much? I mean, you know, um, I knew deep down under the rubble there was... <laughs> I knew there was a heart of flesh. <laughs> and I'm so glad that God has turned that heart of stone into a heart of flesh because he feels now. That's and I'm, very and true. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of the work that's taking place in his life from the inside out. I'm just just absolutely happy for him. You know, you know how I know that you can recognize it, uh, Michelle, is because healed people hear and see things differently. Come on, come on. Let's get this you know? um, therapy so, session going on. So 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 you see you can see the work that that that, that no, I'm doing. No, seriously, seriously. And I I can imagine that you've probably been put in situations to where your responses could have been otherwise, but I've seen you respond in a healed manner. So and I'm sure you know you make your um work environment a little better. Envy, it don't it seem like you can y'all work together better? A little bit. No. <laughs> this guy's lying. He's lying. He, he came in off. today. He came in the other day with a ski mask, pointing his fake pistols, talking about bang, bang, gang, gang, gang. Now listen, God is still working on me, and I was, <laughs> I was, I was on title listening to the New South music playlist, and I was just under the influence of some country rap tunes. That's all. Oh, okay. You know, and guess what? You know, it takes time to get refined and smooth <laughs> out the rough edges. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of that stuff is still going to be in us to just keep us humble and near the cross. That's right. <laughs> so so what? So what is this podcast about? What are you talking about on this podcast? Listen, thank y'all so much. Again, uh, thank y'all so much for the opportunity, um, Charlemagne, um, for the podcast on your network, The Black Effect. My podcast is called Checking In, and it's to definitely a play on words from that unfortunate time in my life where I had to check in. And um, I wasn't checking in with myself. I wasn't checking in with others. And I for darn sure wasn't checking in with God. So Ooh. it's just to um, get my friends together and we just check in on each other um, with our mental health, finances, relationships, um, things that are going on in the world. I'm just checking in with some people about it. I love you it. Know, you know, Oprah Magazine uh, named it one of the the, the the top 10 podcasts to watch for in 2021. When I saw that, I almost jumped off my patio on the 11th floor. I could not believe that. So um, I'm excited about that. So yes, that's one of the reasons to listen to this podcast. Like you said, Oprah named it. That's one of the top 10 most anticipated podcasts this year. So, you know, when, when you talk about checking in, you know, and you talk about your your career and your life and relationships and everything. What was missing that you feel like people didn't check in? And, and, and I'm saying that because I always talk about it all the time. There's things that we just don't talk about as a community. You just got to kind of figure it out on your own that I wish people would talk about, whether it's marriage, whether it's uh, raising children, you know, because there's no instruction manual. It's not like you get married and be like, oh, okay, here's an instruction manual. There is none of that. So what's yeah. a couple of things that you wish you would have checked in on 
before, you know, in, in your life? Um, I wish I would have just checked in um, on checked in with somebody about just being there's a difference between being transparent and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an open book. I, I, I'm transparent. I will walk you through anything. But there's a difference between that and being vulnerable. I'll be transparent, but I'm not going to cry. I'll be transparent, but I don't want to feel because I really, oh, if I feel, oh, like that, I was teasing Charlemagne about having a heart of flesh because it wasn't till about maybe 2019 that I feel like my heart what turn was turned in from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And that was me recognizing, okay, certain unmet needs that I had having to forgive people. Mm. What? Mm. I got to mm. forgive you mm. for what you did to me and what you said to me and blah, 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 blah. And we can't walk around talking and acting like weird light when our heart is dark. Mm. Because one of the simple ingredients um, that's missing in your life is forgiveness. And I wish I would have had somebody tell me, you know, we can shout in church, quote Bible scriptures, but you can be mean. And I I don't want to be like that. And um, checking in with somebody that told me forgive a little quicker. Mm. Man, that hit me because, you know, I've, I've always said I feel like I'm a transparent person. But just more recently, I've gotten vulnerable because I can tell you anything you know that's that has happened in my life, but it was hard to actually talk about how it how it made me feel, how how I have insecurities, how I have low self-esteem, how I have these bouts of depression, how I have anxiety. Like that's that's the vulnerable part of the that's transparency. Good. Yep. That's perfect. That and is perfect. That I haven't is so gotten perfect. to the forgiveness part though, Michelle. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still working on that. You know what? But I also think feel like forgiveness unlocks your next level. Mm. Forgiveness will unlock your next level. So if you're wondering why you're stuck, forgiveness is an instruction. And I don't think we'll get the next, I don't think we'll get to the next level until we do that one instruction. Forgiveness is a door. Yeah, you know what's so tough about the forgiveness thing? Even when I tell myself I forgive somebody, I still have ill feelings toward them. I still be like, man, F F them though. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it made me feel like I really didn't forgive them. It's like your feelings have to catch up with with it, but I think forgiveness is an act of faith. Mm. From what you're, from what I'm, if I'm hearing you right, I forgive you. And also, just because I forgive you, don't call me every day. We're not hanging out no more. Envy, <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm yep. sure you, you can say you've forgiven somebody, but then they're no. mad at you because you won't fool with them no more. I, I, I have to work on forgiveness. I, I haven't got down to that yet. And that's because I just don't want to. You know, I just don't want to forgive. I, I, you know, I'm still on the revenge tip and the pain tip, meaning I want to see your pain. Oh, he's still oh, envy. envy got but let me tell you, the best, the but the best revenge is them seeing you unbothered. Oh, oh, I mean, and yeah. okay, that's yeah. the best revenge because there are so many people that have hurt us. Maybe they don't even know they hurt us, or maybe they know they hurt us. They've gone on to get married, make money, do well. They living good, and you still sitting at home looking like you just ate a, a batch of bitter greens. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? Like, for what? You're right. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and forgive. I'm, it's an, it is an act of faith. It is. Because you're not going to feel ever like forgiving. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we got more with Michelle Williams, you know, from Destiny's Child. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Michelle Williams. Charlamagne? I, yeah. I want to ask you about the concept of checking in, Michelle, because um, I had two friends commit suicide last year, and, you know, one of them had cut off communication with her closest people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even even though we knew something was going on, when we tried to check in, we couldn't. You know what I mean? Rest in peace to my homegirl, Jaz- Jasmine Waters. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so what do you do in situations like that? When, when you want to check in, but the person is closed off. You have to keep checking in. I know there were moments where people were checking in with me. I didn't have the strength to even answer the text message. Mm-hmm. But just know they see it. Just know they see it, right? Mm-hmm. So just keep sending them the messages. You are not responsible for how they respond. You are responsible to make sure that you know you checked in. And if you feel like you ain't heard from them in a week, like even just some physically, you might want to knock on their door. Pop up. Mm-hmm. Pop up, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might want to send somebody to their home, you know, um, knock on their door, send a, um, send a, a well. That's the thing about this whole police thing. There's got to be a wellness division there. So, That's you right. know, you can, somebody, a therapist or somebody mm-hmm. can be sent along with uh, law enforcement to make sure that they are okay. Sometimes people just need to know that you care. That message that they see that they might not respond to could be what keeps them alive. And you'll, you'll have those officers tell you, um, you know, we can't, we can't go, we can't do a wellness check because the person hasn't hurt themselves or they haven't hurt anybody, which or makes been no long sense. Enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is bonkers because sometimes they do end up. Um, hurting themselves, but since we cannot wait on law enforcement to do that for us, you might have to get on the highway. I say get on the highway because maybe folks ain't getting on planes right now mm-hmm. and take a road trip and go check on that person. Um, I know for me, it's literally like, yo, I'm going to come check on you. I know you ain't babed all week, so I'm going to help you even get in the shower. Sometimes it just takes a person helping a person put one foot in front of the other. And do you hear that? Next time I tell you I'm depressed, you come over and you help me get in the shower. Come come on. You see, you see, I told you he hasn't changed. You see that? That's right. That man make is sure, flirting with me sure. right now. He's a married man <laughs> flirting with me. <laughs> you know what? He just wants you to know that you are allowed in his sa- in his place. I think Charlemagne <laughs> um views you as a safe person, Envy. That he would al- that's he, that's him being vulnerable. Oh, He'll right. let you see him naked. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Andy. And he stinks. Because sometimes being depressed makes you stink. You ain't babed all week. If you don't get your tail in that shower and brush your nasty teeth. This is awkward. Now, now, now let me ask you, with checking in, how are you going to do the podcast? Are you going to... Uh, I know you said people are going to be checking in, but are, are you also going to talk about your trials and tribulations? Because I think that's the best thing from... You know, these podcasts and even the radio show, you know, I talk about everything that I've been through. Hopefully it will help somebody. And Charlamagne talks about something that he's been through. Hopefully somebody, can, you know, that's going through the same thing and be like, damn, you know, Charlamagne went through it. Envy went through it. Michelle went through it. So maybe yeah. I can get through it, you know? Listen, that's what I love about The Breakfast Club. You guys infuse humor, great music, great conversation, but you always infuse um, your personal journeys. And so, yes, that's what I'm going to do with checking in um, with this podcast. 
I am going to tell it all. It also will match my book that is by the same title that hey. comes out in May. And other than that... Um, what was your toughest I, journey? What, what was your toughest journey? I think the toughest journey was, um, like I said, I am transparent. But I feel like the toughest journey was when my hospitalization was made public. I was not ready for that to be made public yet. I was eventually going to tell it. I was scared in that facility where I'm supposed to be trying to get help, but I'm looking over my shoulders to say, who told it? Right. Wow. Who said it? And I left early, earlier than I would have liked because I didn't know. She was like, well, you, you're going to have to close your curtains because sometimes paparazzi will have long lenses. And so I feel like a lot of people um, don't get the help they need because they're afraid people might find out. That's right. And for people so, that don't know. And, but I think the hardest part of that journey was because I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like people view me as this strong person. People view me as a person of faith. But here I am in a weak moment, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe with myself. Mm -hmm. And that made me have to literally check in somewhere. Um, but there's gotta be a better way. Uh, people gotta shut their mouths and allow people to tell their own story, which is why I have the Checking In podcast, which is why I write my book. Cause I said, yeah, you're not gonna tell my story ever again. I'm gonna tell it first. Now for, for people that don't know, you know, you were depressed. Now, if, yeah. if people look on the outside, and I'm sure if they look at the outside of anybody's lives, it, it, everything looks great. You know, you're in a, a group selling millions of records. You're touring. You're, you're owning, you owning basketball teams. You, yeah, you, you're you doing know? so much, and things are so great. You have a nice car. You live in a great house. You're doing everything. And then what got you to the point where you're like, all this looks great, but I'm just depressed. I'm not feeling right. You know, I've shared this before. Um, I'll never forget. And we've already talked about this, so it don't need to be a headline. Nope. Um, one time, um, I don't know if we were in the Sony building one day, and I was telling Matthew Knowles, I said, hey, I think I'm depressed. And he said the same thing. And he meant well because he wanted me to, I think maybe be in a, a, a spirit of gratitude for the tours, for the new record deal. We had Barbie dolls at the time, just right. going great. But I, I went back to seventh grade. I was depressed then. Mm -hmm. So the music industry and all these things didn't make me depressed. It made it it wore me out. It it, it uh, and I went undiagnosed until I was in my thirties. And you know so what, what made in my twenties? What made you depressed in seventh grade? And the reason I'm cutting you off is, is there's a lot of parents that have kids that don't know the yeah. sign. So when, like, you know, I have five, Charlemagne has three, so I always want to, I'm looking for a sign so I could hopefully try to be on top of it. So what made you depressed at in, at seventh grade? Well, the, the, the tricky thing is I thought I was just going through puberty, that it was growing pains, um, isolation, failing grades, um, not wanting to do things, and the maybe the irritable, being irritable, but as I'm a, I'm, I'm growing, I'm as into my womanhood, so my parents probably thought, oh, she just moody because she finna get her period. Right. Um, or you, you can have a son and you might feel, uh, he feeling himself. He got a little girl at school that like him. So he want to come home and act cool. He don't want to be around yeah. mommy and daddy no more. But I really feel like check in. How you really doing? Because I know you feeling yourself. Are you having a good day at school today? Is there anything that I need to know? We create a safe place for them to answer and come to you. 
you know, okay. you have to create the safe place. I can't make you trust me, but I can create a safe place for you to trust me. All right, we got more with Michelle Williams. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. The morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Michelle Williams. Charlemagne? I wonder, too, you know, when you talk about your celebrity, you know, did, did constantly being compared to the other two members of Destiny's Child, Beyonce and Kelly, did that affect you, your mental health or anything, or emotional well-being over the years? I wouldn't say that it affected me to where it made me depressed. It was just I really didn't understand. I remember somebody said... um, you will never be Beyonce. That you know that is true because the last when the last time I looked at my birth certificate, it said Anisha <laughs> Michelle Williams, born to the parents of Anita Williams and Dennis Williams. That's right. Yep. So I will. It, you're right. You're right. I have never had a desire to be anybody other than me. Do I admire everything that my singing sisters have accomplished? Do I support them? That is why we're so cool today and we go on trips that people don't know about to this day because I don't care to be that. Mm -hmm. I am so so secure in um, who I am. And, but I do feel like I was irritated because I wanted people to see me for me. Right. That's for sure. Don't compare Kelly to B. Don't compare B to Kelly or me. You are correct. We will never be each other. First of all, my name says that. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, we live in an era where you do have to constantly remind people they not Beyonce. Like everybody thinks they're Beyonce. <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you always got to remind people they not. There's only one Beyonce. That's just, you know. You know, to us, I, I understand what you're saying, but to tell me that because you, do you think that I'm trying to be? Yeah, That's yeah, stupid. yeah. That's yeah. stupid. I'm an individual. I have my own name. I have my own purpose. I rock the way I rock in that group, mm-hmm. the way I want to rock. And you, you mentioned your father. Rest in peace to your father. Condolences to your family. Thank you so much, uh, you guys, for the love and the support of my dad. I miss him so much. Um, I had a moment the other day, you know, grief will come when you least expect it. I was drinking a smoothie um, in my kitchen and just the, I just started weeping mm-hmm. uh, because I miss him. Uh, I miss his laughter. I miss, um, he was a fighter for the past 15 years. He was really incapacitated and my mother stood by that man's side. And so um, he's just, he loved music. And I'm glad that he was able to see me do what I do. I used to, I, one time I said, now, dad, you can't die until I walk down the aisle. And he was like, I tried to wait, but you, you don't act right. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't funny, but it's funny. <laughs> so he went on ahead and peaced out. He was like, I gave you a, I shut. You missed it, baby. I got to go. Now, do you I tried. Look, do you look at that as a sign? He like, man, it ain't happening for you. I'm it out. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> it, you know, and, oh it, it's, and even with that, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'm going to just be Oprah, and, and I'm okay with that. Well, not really, but, you know. You know. I, I saw the, <laughs> the outpouring of love that you were showing your father, and it made me think as a father, that's the kind of impact I want to have on my daughter. So, so what, 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 what did he do to you and for you that he just had that kind of impact on you? Well, we didn't always have perfect moments. Um, There are times where my dad upset me me greatly, Um, but he was honest in everything that he did. He did not care what you thought of him. 
when it came time to figure out what we were going to put him in for the day of his funeral, he had this purple suit or this royal blue suit. I don't, these pimp colors. And I'm like, he did not care what you thought of him. My daddy was so cool. Um, he was nice to everybody he met. And, you know, there is, I'm, and if, if he offended him, he'd, he'd give you the middle finger. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do, but I appreciate him for his honesty and mm. however he felt about you that day, you definitely knew it. Um, but the majority was definitely love, and I and I pray he felt that as he transitioned. You know, Michelle, what, what, does, what does ultimate healing look like for you? Ooh, ultimate healing uh, for me is 100% unbothered. Mm. And if we can get to that place where we can you really say you're unbothered, but I don't know if we'll ever be unbothered as long as you have a heart. Right. You're going to deal with people who have betrayed you. You're going to deal with people who you know have no business even being in your space, even in your breathing space. Some people I don't even want to talk to because I feel like my breath is an investment. Mm. But <laughs> I you, sometimes you have to be humble. And um, ultimate healing for me is to just, I've been hearing this word gratitude, 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 gratitude. But I think I really know what that means now because this stuff can be taken away immediately. Absolutely. What, what, made, you, what made you finally get to that place where you know what gratitude means? The fact of me even wanting to end my life, but God wouldn't let it be so. You know, the actual act of it, and I'm still here, mm. lets me know, okay, don't ever do that again. You do have purpose. Mm -hmm. Walk this thing out. You are impacting people in your own way. People need what I have. Charlemagne, people need what you have. Envy, people need what you have. Breakfast Club, people need what you have. Sometimes you guys are their only church, you know, for those mm -hmm. who don't go to church right. or food with religion. So thank you guys so much for even certain changes even made in your content and your broadcast you know i look forward to this podcast uh, oh no it's out like checking in i i, I don't know if y'all been checking in on checking in but I you know been. I look uh, forward to it. Yeah, Every Tuesday on Every The Black Tuesday. Effect. That's right, Michelle. On iHeart or wherever you get your podcast. Michelle done sat down with Dr. Oz. My favorite episode so far has been uh, with Sarah Jake Roberts. Word? Yo, I love I mean I I love Sarah Jake Roberts. She's she's incredible. Um, Listen, you've got it. You've got to. Um, I Bakari Sellers is. I think it's gonna be next week. I Tune heard. into that. That thing flowed like water. I heard. I like the one with June Ambrose. I, I love June Ambrose. She's incredible as well, too. Thank you for listening. Yes, come on. Listen, I, the thing is, right? As crazy as it sounds, even though you know we're, we're partners on checking in, and it's on the Black Effect. I need that. I need these mindfulness podcasts. I need checking in with Michelle Williams. I need dropping gems with Debbie Bryan. I need yeah. therapy for black girls. Like I, I, I need these podcasts in my life. They help me. That's dope. Come on. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and for the usage of your platform. I appreciate you so, so, so much. I really, really do. I'm thankful for your growth. Envy said he's thankful for your growth. He went like that to let me know. I messed with him all day, but you know, Char you know. most people don't understand because everybody always asks, you know, how is it working with Charlemagne, right? And I always say he's an ass, but I don't re really mean it. He's been the same person to me from beginning. Like we joke, we play, we support each other. There is no change for, to me. 
Now, to the outside world, I've seen the change. You know what I mean? But to me, he's always been the same person. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. somebody you could punch, you could kick, but you could help pick up. Yeah. You could hug from the back. Like, he's been that person. Oh, the hug from the you back. You know, and I, I, and I about can say that, too. 20, it's not that Charlemagne ever said anything rude to me. I don't know if he's ever said anything rude about me. Oh, he said some past. rude stuff about me, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I think it was somewhere maybe um, uh, on the actual TV show of Wendy Williams where I felt like I said, wait a minute, I see Charlemagne's true heart for real. I really did. I remember that. I do remember. And you know, somebody had videotaped that. I don't even know what made you randomly say that. Like, it was like, God, it was like you just randomly started talking about that. I remember I that. I really, really did. I and, and, <laughs> You know, you do, you can see the best in people, the good in people, and then uh, a person's environment, when that changes, man, you're out of here. Well, you're out of here. So. We appreciate well, I appreciate that, Tanitra. I appreciate you so much just for telling your story because I always say in order to help eradicate the stigma around mental health in our community, the black community, people got to tell their stories, and you've been very, very vulnerable about your Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much. Envy, love you and your family and all that you guys are up to. And Thank you. Um, and when's the book dropping? Angela, What's the date? What's the date of the book? May 25th. May 25th. You, I'm it sure. comes out. I literally have to sign thousands of these inserts. to. Um, I'm, um, I think Barnes & Noble, they're getting a special edition of signed copies. So that's what y'all, I got my Ivy Park on. I'm chilling in my checking in room and I'm just going to sign away. So there you go. Love you guys. Love you. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Wendy Williams had some back and forth with her brother, Tommy Williams, her younger brother. Now, Tommy Williams had some things to say about Wendy allegedly not attending her mother's funeral. What would make somebody not go to their their own mother's funeral? I don't understand how a person can can miss out on giving a salute to the one person who is always there. All right. Well, Wendy's mom was regularly on the Wendy Williams show throughout his 12 years on the air. They seemed like they had no issues. And obviously, Wendy's going through a lot. Both of them, they've lost their mom. So Wendy went on her show and responded. Tommy, all you are is my brother. You better stop talking the way you're talking. He's pegging me to be a person that I am not. Honey, you don't want me to start pegging you to be the person that you are with full-blown receipts. If you want to talk on the internet, then you talk about the things that you think you know about yourself. You don't want to talk about the things that I know about you. By the way, do you like my dress, Tommy? He would like a dress like this. Enough about that. My mother's watching. Wow. Interesting. Here's the thing, though. Neither one of them want to go there because Tommy got dirt on Wendy. Wendy got dirt on Tommy. Nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. So Wendy could say something and people would eat it up. But when Tommy says something, people will really eat it up because it's Wendy. Wendy is the celebrity. So everybody simmer down. Nobody wins when the family feuds. Now, Tommy, also, I don't do funerals either. Like, they too emotionally draining. Yeah, but if your mother passed, yeah, I, don't, I would definitely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I didn't go to my my, mm. my big mama's funeral. My grandma, my grandma passed in 2006. It was just, it was just too much. Like I don't like to see. I don't like that to be the last. 
vision I have of a person, them laying in a casket. I want to think about the last time that I saw them. We communicated, we laughed, we joked, whatever it was. Funerals are tough, man. I like to go to support my family. You know, we had some issues in our family, and my grandmother's funeral is on Friday, and I don't know that any of us will be able to go. And so I think Why, because of COVID? More, yeah. Mm. But it's more of a there to support the other members of the family, for me, personally. But I understand, I don't think anybody likes funerals. It's not an easy thing. So not sure what happened uh, fully, but we definitely don't want to see them arguing back and forth. And I'm sure their mom wouldn't like to see that either. Now, Wendy also was on ET Canada, and she is discussing uh, some things about her relationship with her ex-husband. Have you met the baby? Have you... The baby? No, why would I want to meet her? I don't know her. And I don't want to know her. You don't want to meet her, okay. No, she'll, she'll want to meet me first, though. Do you, you know where your father was the night that your mother was giving birth? He was with that lady on TV, Miss Wendy, because he was with me. You've moved on. Wow. He's, he's moved on. Have yeah. you forgiven the situation now? Yeah. I don't regret meeting him. I don't regret falling in love with him. I don't regret expressing my love on radio and TV about him, even though I knew that he was a cheat and I knew I was going to divorce him and I knew the bitch and I knew the situation. Man, I pray Wendy Williams gets some healing before she dies. I really do. I send Wendy Williams all the healing energy that she can possibly muster. Doing my spirit fingers right now through the, through the radio. I'm doing spirit fingers at her. Please. Nothing but healing energy. All up and down that six foot seven frame. Please. All right, and Bow Wow is going to have an entire album dedicated to his exes. He's been discussing doing his last album, and now he's saying that project is going to be nine songs, and I guess each song will be dedicated to a different woman. So here is Bow Wow talking about this last album. I'm going to call it Letter to My Exes. Each song is about a girl who I shared prices, like a, a piece of my life with. There's going to be a little bit of backlash from it. I know they're going to be nervous. I know the women are going to be nervous because of his bath. So it's like, okay, what is he going to say? But it's like, it's not... You got to be careful with that. Like, I'm... Nah, my mama's going to be dope. You're not going to say their names. Yes. The songs are going to be them. Oh, God. But everything is facts. And there's no dancing around nothing. So we got Ange. We got Keisha Cole. Who else? Black China. All right. Well, that is Bow Wow discussing his final album. Supposedly, this is going to be his final project. And he's been saying that Snoop Dogg is apparently going to be narrating. And I don't know what this project is. I don't know if this is the last one or if this is the one before the last one. But he was discussing this on Growing Up Hip Hop. So that should be interesting. And Bow Wow has history oh, in the hit. industry at a young age, too. So this this should be very interesting. I wonder what, what nine names he's going to have because he has about a good 40, 50. And we got to hear the music. You know, it might be done tastefully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He might just be talking about great experiences he had with these women. Now, if he's getting on there and he's talking about all his sexual exploits with these women, that's corny. I don't think Bow would do that. Actually, I think it would be... Yeah, I think it would be... Think so. I think it would be positive in, in how it, the relationship made him feel or, or changed him in, in a way, somehow, some way. I do. Yeah, if he talks about what he learned from each relationship, that's, that's different. I mm-hmm. do like his idea of doing a show with his daughter. His daughter is so cute. So that's, that's, and she seems like she's got a lot of personality. So that seems like something that could be really uh, good for him in the future. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, that uh, domestic terrorist attack that happened on Capitol Hill, man, it really is like herpes. It just won't go away. So, uh, four after the hour, I want to talk to y'all about a guy named Guy. His name is Guy, Guy Refit. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Mm-hmm. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Hee-haw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called for <clears throat> my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, January 19th goes to a Texas man named Guy Reffitt. Now, the only guy I acknowledge is Aaron Hall, Teddy Riley, and Damian Hall. Dropping the clues bombs for Guy, damn it. Okay? My guy, not the Guy Reffitt. Cut it off now. Now, the Guy Reffitt I'm talking about, uh, let's talk about the act of terrorism that happened on Capitol Hill on January 6th. That is indeed the gift that keeps on giving. The herpes that won't go away. It is what I call a Thanksgiving turkey. A Thanksgiving turkey is one of those stories that long after the day it happens, media is still eating off it. You know, after Thanksgiving when there's a lot of turkey leftovers, so some people make sandwiches, some folks make casseroles, some people make soups in certain communities, broths, okay? That's what that terrorist attack, that attempted coup on the Capitol has done because every day is some new information that comes out that makes you say to yourself it's absolutely no reason that these treasonous unpatriotic traitors shouldn't be under the jail they don't care about me they don't care about you in fact they don't give a damn about their own families don't believe me well google guy reference Okay, he is one of the many insurrectionists who should be facing at the least that minimum 10-year sentence that the soon-to-be celebrity-in-chief Donald J. Trump says you get if you do damage to a federal building. How did Guy Reffitt get caught? Well, the FBI asked for citizens to do their due diligence and, and tell on these domestic terrorists. And so Guy's family did exactly what they were supposed to do. But it's not that his family... Uh, told on him as getting him donkey of the day this morning. It's what he told his family when he found out they were telling on him. Let's go to KTVT CBS 11 for the report, please. FBI personnel arrested Guy Reffitt at his Wiley house on Saturday. They say he has affiliation with Texas Freedom Force, defined as a militia extremist group. The criminal claims against him include obstruction of justice and unlawful entry based on authorities using this video of Reffitt at the U.S. Capitol riot and the words from his own family. Authorities included in the arrest affidavit for Reffitt an accused threat he made to his children. Quote, if you turn me in, you're a traitor and you know what happens to traitors, they get shot. <laughs> what? Well, this is interesting. This is interesting. Interesting choice of words from Guy. It's interesting because on January 7th, the day after this terrorist attack happened, I came on this radio and I said verbatim, anywhere else on this planet, when it's an attempted coup and the coup doesn't work, they will line you up and shoot you on sight. Day of. Okay, the punishment for treason is death. Here in America, the punishment for treason is death. Uh, if not death, they, sh they shall be in prison for no less than five years. Now, I'm not the highest ranked player on Madden, nor am I the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. But I did some light research, and I read that only one person has ever been executed for treason against the federal government. A guy named William Bruce Mumford in 1862 was convicted of treason for tearing down the United States flag during the Civil War. He was hung after that. Okay, now in the UK, the last treason trial was that of William Joyce, a.k.a. Lord Ha-Ha. I'm going to have to start using that one. It's going to be Lord Hee-Haw for some of y'all. He was executed by hanging in 1946. So, yes, Guy Reffitt is right. Traitors die. So, since that applies to your kids, shouldn't it apply to you as well? 
Fun fact, the UK passed something called the Crime and Disorder Act in 1998, so the maximum sentence for treason is life in prison. I'll take that. I'll take that for those people that stormed Capitol Hill. Okay, but I know, I know, y'all don't care about the UK. This is America. Well, I read this great article on theweek.com. It's from October 3rd, 2019, and it's titled A Brief History of Treason in the United States. And it says the history of actual treason in the sense of federal criminal prosecutions are remarkably short. And they are. Like, since the ratification of the Constitution in 1789, there have been only 40 federal treason cases and far fewer convictions. But the ones I did find, they killed them folks for being traitors. Okay? Uh, Philip Vigal and John Mitchell were convicted of treason and sentenced to death in 1794. John Brown was executed in 1859 for what they call treason against the Commonwealth of Virginia. But we all know his real crime was helping black folks. He was a slave uh, insurrectionist. So, yes, helping black people in 1859. Of course, this country thought she was a traitor. Joseph Smith was charged with treason by the governments of both Missouri and Illinois. He was killed by a mob in 1844. The moral of the story is, from what I can see, the punishment for treason is death. So Guy Refford is on to something when he told his kids he would shoot them if they turned on him. His exact words, if you turn me in, you're a traitor, and you know what happens to traitors, traitors get shot. I just sit here and I say to myself, why didn't Capitol Police have the same mentality? Why didn't the police on Capitol Hill have the same mentality? I sit here and I say to myself, why doesn't our government have that same mentality in regards to vanilla ISIS? Why doesn't our government have that same mentality in regards to the domestic terrorist organization called Al Cracker? All these questions are rhetorical. We already know the answers. All I want to know is, when do the executions start? Okay? If traitors get shot, who will be the first to get put in front of the firing squad? The answer is nobody. Because in their mind, what they did wasn't treason. Okay? It wasn't treason because this is their country. In their mind, this is America. The land where Caucasians rule everything around me. So don't think for one second that the powers that be didn't see themselves in those insurrectionists, okay? That's why Capitol Hill was an inside job, all right? Some of them helped because they believe in what those members of Vanilla ISIS were doing. But I still want people to listen to Guy Reffitt in regards to traitors. Traitors get shot, executed. I want the government to have the same energy for those domestic terrorists that Guy has for his children. But we know they won't. Please let Chelsea Handler give Guy Reffitt the biggest hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Mm. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, we were just talking about funerals. And Charlemagne said that, you know, you, you don't go to funerals. I definitely don't go to funerals. I've been to funerals before. Okay. Uh, the last funeral um, that I didn't attend that made me realize I really, really don't like funerals was with my grandmama, my big mama, my mama's mama. She died in 2006. And I, I, I didn't uh, attend the funeral just because, man, it's just it's just too emotionally draining for me. Did, and I don't did, like that. And and I don't like that to be the last time I see somebody I love. No, I get in the casket, you know, I get it. But what did your family think when you didn't show up? Were they upset uh, that you didn't they, show up? Or? Nah, they weren't upset. You know, my uh, one of my older sister said to me, um, you know, this 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 is your last time to say goodbye. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said goodbye last time I physically saw her. You know, seeing, seeing seeing somebody you love laying in the casket, like that's just a memory that, that sticks with you forever. And that's not that's not a memory I I, I want to have personally. I don't okay. knock nobody who goes to funerals. I'm just saying, I, 
personally, I, 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 I can't do it. Now, I definitely have. This is my. So the funeral is on Friday for my grandmother. She's the last one of my grandparents alive. I've been to all of my grandparents' funerals. I really go because I know I have to be there, like, to be supportive for my parents. It's not easy. But I do not like to go up and view the body. So I will go yeah. and attend the service, but I'd rather not go up and view the body. So that is a good, perhaps, compromise for you. Yeah, I can't be I can't be supportive when I'm not even in the position to support anybody. Like I need somebody to pour into me in times like that. So how can I pour into somebody else when I when I when I know I'm empty? That's just my personal feeling. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. How are you with funerals? Do do you go? Do you not go? Do you like to support myself? I go to support my family. That's pretty much it. I I, I like I, I'm I'm kind of like you, Charlamagne. I can't. I don't want to see that. I said goodbye already. I don't need to see goodbye again. But my family sometimes just needs a hug, just needs a kiss, just needs a shoulder to lean on and cry on. So that's why I'm there. But let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we were just talking, and we were talking about funerals. 800-585-1051. Charlamagne said that he does not go to funerals. Yeah, and let, let, me, let, me, let me preface this by saying, you know, uh, I haven't lost my mom or pops, God forbid, kids, wife, anyone like that. My grandma was the closest a uh, person I lost in that realm, my mom's mom, and that was 2006. And ironically, I was working with Wendy Williams then, and I didn't go to her funeral because I simply don't like funerals, and that's not the last vision I want to have of someone that I love. It's just, and, and funerals are just very, very low energy, very, very emotionally draining. I just, I prefer not to attend. And I look at funerals also like it is supposed to be a celebration of somebody's life as well. So... You know, I think for my, it's a time when my whole family, people that I haven't seen in a long time, everybody kind of gets together. But I think just the sense of responsibility I feel to my family, I don't know if I could just not show up, but you know. Yeah, I, I can't I can't either. Um, I don't do funerals. I don't like funerals. The only time I do attend funerals, if it's like uh, my, like my mother, my grandmother, somebody that's family to support my family. I just don't, I, I don't do good with them. It's, there's nothing, I don't want to see the person like that as the last vision. So usually I just don't attend. But I do want to plan my own funeral. Cause you know, you can do that. Like you can have everything paid for, know where you want to have it, how you want it to be. Cause I do want mine to be like upbeat. You know, do you know, do you know when you're going to die? No, but you can plan it. You can pay for it. It's actually a relief because people do that where that way your family doesn't have to go through the whole who's paying for what, and it just makes things easier for people. The mine is paid for, what, but I'm not planning. Yeah what, pay, yeah, what if you pay for the mortician, right, and you know what funeral home you want to go to, but the mortician dies? I mean, Which can happen. You can also pay for your coffin ahead of time, but you can also plan, like, if there's certain music you want to be played and just the way you want it to go, it doesn't matter where it's at. But if there's just like a vibe you wanted to have and which if you want people to just be like, look, I want you to come. But I want it to be more of a celebration of things that happen in my life. Yeah, no, I, I just yeah, I just I just I just don't do funerals. I'm not going to mine if I can avoid it. Yeah. Um, nah. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Hey, this is Renee. Hey, Renee. Where you calling from? Gainesville, Florida. All right. Now, do you attend funerals? Do you do funerals? 
Yeah, I just, I'm a, completely against them. I don't know what the purpose of a funeral is. Like, the person that's laying there don't know you there. They don't know you. You know, it's like, why, why we there? And <laughs> why then, we there? This, so that, that's a good point. They don't even know we there. Like, they don't even know we there. So what do you think and, should happen? You just, um, you just, nobody, I don't know what happens then. So then let me tell you what I told my children. I have two kids. I tell them, I'm all you got. Once I'm gone, that's it. The money that I leave you, you best to put it in your pocket. Do not give that funeral home any money. Don't let them get rich off of you. You give a basic. Put me in a pine box. You ain't got to have no services. They just don't come. They're going to look over my body and say, oh, my God. Look at her locks. Who did her hair? Oh, look at that. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. We ain't no, got you might as well. That's the truth. Hey, oh, now, now. Now, you know damn well they ain't going to say nothing good about your head. They're going to be talking bad about you. They're going to be whispering like, you see how she looks? Yes, yes. For real, for real. Like, oh, I didn't know she had a mole right there. Like, I told my babies, I promise you, you can call them and ask them. I told them, do not have me no services. You've already grieved the death of me. So now you're going to wait three days to seven days later to grieve me again? Don't do that. Don't do that. Just seriously. Put me in the ground like the white folks do it. Put me in the ground in three days. If you come, you come. If you if I saw you, that means I seen you when I was there. We said everything we had to say. There's nothing else to talk about. We good. We yeah, good. Just lay me and, in the ground. And, we ain't gotta have none of that. None of that. Yeah. Hey, hey, and cre- cremation is cheaper. And they got this thing now where they put you in like this little like little pod and like a, a tree. Like you become fertilizer. A tree grows from you. I'm with that. I don't know. I, I, I put me in the box, man. I'm gonna tell you. But here's here the thing about the here's the thing about the box. What y'all fail to realize is life goes on, right? So a hundred years from now, your tombstone might not even exist. <laughs> like you might be a Starbucks built over your your tombstone. So I rather I rather. I'm a fan. I'm gonna put me in the ground. Let me be a tree or something. To each his own, man. There's a lot of different things you can do, but I do think it's important that you let people know and plan out for what it is that you want to happen. All right, 800-585-1051. We're talking funerals this morning. Do you do funerals? Do you go? Does it not bother you, or are you just like, nah, I'm just not going. Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking funerals. And we're asking, uh, do you do funerals? Are you against it? Or is this one something that you like, you know what, I'll pass on. Let's let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hey, my name is Tamari Watkins, Sr., um, good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Because my, my son, um, Damari Watkins Jr., uh, Brandon Sierra, Randy Bisbane, and Anthony Cruz all were killed on December 22nd um, in Yonkers by a guy running from the police. And I ended up going to um, my son's mom and I and family. Um, all went to each other's uh, kids' funerals, man, and wow. it is horrible. Like it's the worst, the worst thing you can imagine. I'm sorry. As a parent, having to bury your 18-year-old mm. next Monday, my son was 19 years old, man. 
he just graduated high school, him oh and his God. friends. And it's just, it's horrible. The pain is just unbearable. I couldn't even imagine. Damn, King, I'm, I'm, sending, lost, I'm sending you and your family healing energy, my brother. Thank you so much. You know, I, I wanted to reach out to you, Charlamagne, uh, maybe offline or off air for, for some spiritual counseling, if you would. And Angela, my heart goes out to you with the loss of your grandmother. I lost my grandmother in 2018, but I promise you, um, losing a case is, is totally different. Like, I'm with you there, man. That's all you want as a parent like, is for your kids to, you know, to live longer than you do. I, I, I keep, I was saying that, like, for the first few days, I'm like, Tamari Sr. is not supposed to outlive Tamari Jr. Man. It's mm. not the way it's supposed to go, you know? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure this is a stupid question, but was it, it was clearly tough going to his funeral, right? It was, it was tough going to all of them because the thing was, had he lived, we would have still went with him to his friends. Right. You know, these kids did absolutely nothing wrong. They were kids being kids. As a matter of fact, Randy had a 9.30 curfew that he was trying to get home to. It happened at 10.21 um, at night, you know, um, right before Christmas. So we, we actually were going to funerals Christmas Eve. You know? Well, listen, my brother, this, this, is, this, is, a heavy, this is a heavy topic, uh, but... but I, I, only thing I can offer you right now is we got this thing that we're doing with Talkspace. And, you know, Talkspace is, yeah. is, is therapy over the phone. And, you know, if you want it, I got six months of, of, of therapy from Talkspace for you, you know, for free, courtesy courtesy of, of, of RCA Records and our, and our guy, Toby. Yeah, shout out to RCA. Want, shout out to Toby. Well, I, if you I want really it. do appreciate that, Charlamagne. Um, uh, like I said, what, what I wanted to talk to you about, um, you would understand it if we got an opportunity to talk, but um, I, I really I'm a, I'm a, appreciate I'm a, I'm a, Yeah, I'm going to get your info. We're going to put you on hold. I'm going to get your info. And um, I do recommend that you, you take this six months of free therapy from Talkspace. I think it'd be good for you to, to talk to somebody I'll, I'll other than me because I'm not a professional. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Thank you so much. Right, and we are sending you right, and your family so much love. Thank you. Thank you, Israel. Thank you, Envy. All right, brother. All right, well, I mean, I don't. there's no moral of the story, but eeks. I mean, it's to each his own. You know, I, I just know what I need to do to protect my mental health and emotional well-being. And like I said, I haven't, you know, lost, you know, my mom or my pops or, you know, God forbid, kids like that, the brother that just called or, or my wife or anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I've lost people that were close to me. But, you know, funerals, man, I just, I, I, I just can't do them. I just don't like to see people that I love. I don't like that to be my last vision of them laying in that casket. Like, it's just very emotionally draining. All right, well, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's discuss verses. Now, there's a new versus battle that's in the works, but some people don't think it's going to be a good one, so I want to see what y'all think. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, I saw a lot of people talking about this online, and I'm not sure if this is in any way factual, but according to rumors on Hot New Hip Hop, they're saying that Timberland's manager stated that the possibility of Travis Scott and Future facing off in verses. Eh, 
I'm not here for that one. I mean, listen, uh, I think that you shouldn't even disrespect Future in that manner, okay? People can say whatever they want about Future, but Future is iconic. And so Future has a bet, lot uh, of catalog. Yeah, Future, yeah, Future has a lot of Travis catalog. Scott, I got that 19 to 1. All right, Future got anthems. Club, radio, streets. Just his solo catalog alone will wash most. We don't even got to get into the features. I mean, what you going to do in March Madness? Come on. Travis Scott, got a, uh, Travis Scott got a, a, a good catalog, and I think he wrote a lot of stuff. Man. What but you gonna do in March Madness? Future just has come on. way what, more. That's all. Exactly. Just, what you gonna do when same damn time comes on? Magic, blessing all the trap niggas, mask off, commas, Cody and Crazy, Karate Chop, Tony Montana. Where you at? And like, that's no on, disrespect man. to Travis Future. Scott, but None who, could whatsoever. Future, who could Future go against? Do you know Future is the number five most screamed artist of any genre of music for the past decade? I didn't even know that. Future way bigger than people give him credit for. He is. He, he definitely he is. is. He he is culture, period. Yeah. So who could he go against? Uh, I I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> I really don't. I, really, know I haven't either. thought about it. I haven't thought about it. I, I mean, it's not like I it's thought, mad early for Future. Travis Scott wrote a lot of Kanye's earlier stuff. But I, don't I don't know, know if you can use that. that. Maybe you have to nah, use. Nah, people wrote, wrote what they wrote. They wrote. They they definitely in, in verses. They did stuff that they wrote. Most of the rappers I've seen are doing their own music that they perform. They did both. They did both. I see producers doing that, but I don't or songwriters. If Future ain't even digging his feature bag with Drake, stuff like Bugattis, you know what I mean? Stick Talk, Dirty Sprite. Like, come on, man. Future different. We, we really got to put Future in a different, uh, different category than most. You can't uh, even talk about the last decade of, of, of music without talking about Future and his impact on culture. Come on now. All right, now Dr. Dre is back in the studio. You know, he suffered a brain aneurysm earlier in the month. It wasn't looking too good. He was in ICU, but now he's home. And Saturday night, they posted a picture of him in the studio. Yes. So that's good news. Not sure. Absolutely is. Yeah, Detox 21. So it looks like that might be coming also, right? Producer Dem Joints is the one who actually posted the picture. Com uh, he posted it. And we back. Hashtag Detox21. All right. Halle Berry says that she needed to see those images of black women on TV and how crucial it was for her growing up. Now, she's going to be in this upcoming PBS documentary. It's called American Masters, How It Feels to Be Free. And this actually celebrates black female entertainers who are trailblazers. People like Nina Simone, Diane Carroll, Cicely Tyson, Lena Horne, Pam Greer. Alicia Keys is the executive producer. And here's what she had to say. Growing up, I really struggled to find images of black women or women that I could identify with. Early on, I remember seeing Lena Horne in Stormy Weather. I remember seeing Dorothy Dandridge in Carmen Jones. And then a little after that, I remember seeing Diana Carroll and Julia. And that just rearranged me. And it made me realize that I had value and that I could turn to every week a woman that looked like who I would aspire to be when I grew up. That's dope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was I'm important for Cicely her. Tyson's book right now. Just and it, as I am. It was important for Halle Berry because her mom is white. So she said she didn't have those images in the household. And so seeing them on TV and through movies was very crucial for her. All right, Kanye West, uh, Yeezy, is suing one of their summer interns. Apparently, the intern, his name is Ryan Inwards, signed an NDA 
And that NDA, by the way, has a $500,000 liquidated damages provision. So in other words, now that he's violated that NDA, he could be on the hook for $500,000. They are suing him for breach of contract and conversion, and they want that $500,000 because he's been posting non-public images on Instagram. He has not removed those images, even though Yeezy sent multiple cease and desist letters. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like NDAs mean nothing. And the reason I'm saying that, didn't Donald Trump's, uh, one of his side chicks, he gave a couple hundred thousand to, didn't she sign an NDA and she wrote a book and began talking about it? Like, it seemed like they mean absolutely positively nothing. But that, but, but that's why you enforce those NDAs and you get your damn money. Okay. Trump, so, yeah. Trump tried to enforce uh, it. Good, uh, I think he did get some money from her. I don't remember. I don't recall. But I do know in the case of this uh, intern with Yeezy, that's what he gets. You want to show all the people that he work at Yeezy? He's interning at Yeezy. He want to violate the NDA by posting images. He ain't got no business posting. Come up off that half a million dollars that Bro, you don't you know, have. You know he doesn't have no five hundred thousand dollars. What are they gonna take from him? What are they gonna take from that young man? Your your garnish future wages. The thing is, <laughs> right? if they're sending you cease and desist letters and you know you signed this contract. Just take the pictures down. They probably wouldn't be doing all this. Just take it down. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a level of entitlement that these these folks have that I just don't understand. It's weird. Mm. All right. Like they act like, you act like Ye's wrong. Like Yeezy's wrong for, 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 for enforcing the NDA that you signed. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the People's Choice Mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me shout out again. I was in Atlanta uh, Saturday for one day. Uh, I was doing a lot in Atlanta. I had to go check out some real estate. And then I did BQE, which is probably one of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta. And then after, I went to Sweet. So shout out to Atlanta, my whole Atlanta family. What up, Louis V? What up, Mona? Appreciate you guys for always uh, looking out for me when I touch down in Atlanta. And I was in Austin over the weekend. And I do want to give a really special shout out to everybody there that my birthday was January 3rd, but this past weekend, I had a very uh, safe celebration with some of my close friends. And Dave Chappelle, actually, he has he's performing in Austin on the weekends. And it was really, really, one of my friends told me it was the most fun she's ever had in her life. We really had a great, amazing time. So I want to thank everybody who came out. If you are in Austin or you want to go there and find something fun to do, you can go see Dave Chappelle on the weekends. Joe Rogan does some of the shows as well. Highly, 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 highly recommended. Then we did karaoke on one of the nights, too. It was just us, and we uh, had the whole space to do karaoke. So I just want to thank everybody for that, you know, just finding some ways to have some fun, joyful things to happen. Well, let the record show uh, one of y'all are responsible, one of y'all are not. Envy is home, self-quarantining after coming from Atlanta. Yes, I am. Lee is in the studio. Okay, when you come yes, back in from when you come back in NYC from out of state, you are supposed to self quarantine. Those are the rules. So says Governor Cuomo. Well, yeah, now they make you sign a paper actually rules. when you land. And yeah, I took a test as soon as I land, um, and then I'll wait three, four days, four days, and then I'll take another test on Wednesday and take another test before I'm able to get back to the studio. They uh, make you sign what that you- depending on what state you're, what city you're coming from. Mm-hmm. High risk ones. Mm-hmm. Texas is a high risk state. Um, I'm not sure if Austin yes, is. Yes, it is. Texas is a high-risk state. Georgia is a high-risk high state. state. Detroit, Texas, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Florida. Florida. Oh, they yep. didn't make a sign one. All right. Well, when we come back, we got a positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Happy time to get up out of here. And I just want to give one more last shout-out to my store opening today. This is a huge, exciting day for me. This has been a long time in the works 
but private label, private label extensions that has opened in Detroit. Today is the first day that we are open for business. So if you are in the area, make sure you stop by. We're going to be doing all kinds of special giveaways coming up um, in a couple of weeks. And yeah, I'm excited about it. So shout out to everybody at private label and Detroit. All right. Going now. To Detroit for the opening? Um, this is kind of a soft launch, so I'm doing a, something, you know, it is COVID, so I'm not trying to have a whole bunch of people in the store, but I am going to be doing some appointment only after in um, February 2nd is when I'm doing that, once everything's running nice and smooth. All right. You got a positive note? I do. Listen, uh, beneath every behavior, there is a feeling, and beneath each feeling is a need. And when we meet that need, rather than focus on the behavior, we begin to deal with the cause not the symptom. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? 